Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We've got a brand new intro. If it kind of threw you a little bit, it's because it's brand new. Same show, new intro, and we're working on that for you guys to keep the show fresh and relevant. You can thank Frank for that. Welcome to the program. you listening to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions today, 303-690-3000. Text me at 720-336-0897. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving last week. Uh, we certainly had a great Thanksgiving and uh, just so enjoy being used of the Lord uh, and celebrating. We have so much to be thankful for and we are here to we are here to um, take your calls and your questions, be built up in the things of the Lord. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Text to me, 720-336-0897. What are you doing today? What was your day like? Uh, what is God doing in your life? Uh, what is he uh, showing you? What did your uh, pastor teach about this last Sunday? What do you want to talk about? What kind of questions do you have? What kind of prayer requests can we pray for you? Um, just exciting to, uh, excited to be with you both here in Denver and also on the East Coast. You guys on the East Coast, call me. Uh, I know that you're hearing this one week delayed, but if you hear the show, you can call during the show and you can get online with us. Uh, you'll just hear it a week later. So a couple things I want to let you know about. First, uh, we want to let you know about what's happening tonight. Have you been water baptized yet? Because if you haven't as a believer, then you can get water baptized here at Calvary tonight. If you're a true believer, born again of the Spirit, we have our final water baptism of the year. Uh, we have had such an outpouring of baptisms over the year that we have added a third baptismal. So we're going to be able to end a little bit earlier, we hope, uh, as we are preparing the pastors uh, and those that they're raising up and discipling that are going to be baptizing tonight. Uh, we have three baptismals now in our sanctuary, and uh, it'll be indoors. If it's cold, it'll be. we'll have the heater turned on. If you've been baptized as an infant, uh, that uh, is not believer's baptism. And Jesus uh, taught, John the Baptist taught, the Bible teaches, Paul teaches, the consistent theme of the inspired Word of God by the Holy Spirit is in a believer's baptism. Uh, that is, someone that is already a believer goes into the waters of baptism, they walk into the waters of death, they go buried under the water, and they come up out of the water, signifying their public 
proclamation and identification with Jesus Christ. If you've never been water baptized, come to Calvary Aurora tonight and be baptized. Uh, we want to be a part of it um, and would love to um, love to be a part of it. That's tonight, 7 o'clock. We're going to pray together. We're going to write some notes to one of our missionary, and then we're going to get right on to our water baptisms uh, after I share a little bit of message. And the cool thing that we do here is that the, those that respond to the message uh, and are born again right here in the sanctuary, they get to be baptized first. So bring a friend. It's not just uh, something to watch. It's something to be a part of. And tonight I have the privilege of sharing the message, and I'm looking forward to it. It'll be brief. It's not a Bible study, but it will be an instruction on water baptism and a gospel invitation uh, to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. That's tonight at 7 o'clock here at Calvary. Uh, and one, one thing I wanted to let you know is that those of you listening in to Calvary Live last Thursday, right? It was for Thanksgiving. Instead of Calvary Live, we aired a program known as Outlaw Radio. It was Thursday, right, Frank? Thursday and Friday. So Thursday and Friday, we aired an episode of Outlaw Radio. A friend of mine, Pastor Zach Adams, uh, he interviewed me. And then the first half of the program, I share a little bit of my testimony of getting saved. And then the last half of the program, I share a little bit of our testimony on the death of our son, Eddie, uh, at age 26, and where we're at and how hard it is. And and I just pray it, God uses it to encourage you. I thought it came out really, really well. You know, when you're doing something like that and you're, uh, these guys, just like we're doing here, you know, Frank and Ian, they, they do, we're doing these interviews video-wise, and when you're doing the interview, you're like, I don't think that was a good answer, and I don't think that, and yet when they, they come to edit it, that's where the magic happens, and I think Zach and, 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 his, and the brother from his productions um, editing, uh, Josh, did a great, great job, and I thought it came out good, and I'm going to be posting on my blog as soon as I figure out how to download it, and I'm going to put it up on my blog, and it'll be available there as well. Uh, but we're going to do a lot more interviews and a lot more of our testimony here pretty soon. Uh, it, it's just time. It's time for, um, it's time. And so we're looking forward to that, uh, for the truth to, to be uh, revealed, uh, and for hope to be restored, and just the reality of, of this difficulty um, you know, we've come to a place of readiness, and it's time. The Lord has revealed it is finally time. Looking so forward to the faithfulness of the Lord being revealed through testimony. Why? Because the Bible says, uh, according to Revelation, that there's a power of overcoming through the blood of the Lamb and what? The word of their testimony. And uh, the story, uh, the true story surrounding uh, the loss of our son is a very important one and one that hasn't completely been revealed. Uh, but the Lord knows what will be revealed, and, and it's going to be glorious and wonderful for God to get the glory for the great things he has done and continues to do, for his faithfulness, even in the midst of drama and difficulty and disobedience. I didn't do all these on purpose there, but that would be a good Bible study, uh, alliterating them. And so just be praying for us. Um, it's going to be good going to be a chapter in our up my upcoming book 
on this as well. It's going to be one of the last chapters. Um, and uh, we want, it's not everything will be revealed, but what the Lord allows and gives permission as, as obedient to the Spirit will be. So cool. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Mary in Colorado Springs. Mary, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So, I have a question. Um, well, first of all, my parents, they're pastors, right? Okay. And um, um, my church, where we come from, they are very, like very strict. Like They abide by the Bible and stuff like that. And, you know... We're going to have to wear skirts and all that good stuff. Okay. And, um, but I've, you know, I've grown. I, you know, I've accepted the Lord as my Savior like three years ago. But I don't feel as moved to, you know, follow all the rules at my church for, you know, they it does, right? Okay, yes. And, you know, I have my mom, like, she's always on me that I'm wearing earrings my pants, and sometimes I feel like we could put ourselves in, like, a category of being fanatics. I don't know if I'm wrong, and I want to know, maybe am I wrong for thinking that? Maybe she takes it too overboard? Are we supposed to take it overboard, you know? Well, not knowing much about your your parents' church and not knowing much about your parents, let me just speak generally so that uh, it's not an offensive thing to your parents. Okay, let's let's talk like your parents are in the room. Okay. Um, there there is the possibility for any of us to take the Bible and go beyond what the Bible says. For example, mm-hmm. the Bible never instructs my wife or daughter to only wear skirts that go below their ankles. Right. It never makes that a requirement for holiness or for being a good, uh, godly woman. Um, the Bible just speaks of modesty. Right. So when the Bible speaks of modesty, are you familiar with the word modesty? Yes. You know, when the Bible speaks of modesty, it doesn't define for us by the length of our hair, whether we... Now, now one person might go and say, well... You know, Timothy talked about uh, gold earrings. You know, not not that let your out let your beauty be inward, not the outward adornments. Um, but the idea of that was that the outward adornments wasn't defined on what kind of earrings or a complete uh, prohibition of of jewelry. It was to keep God in mind when you are dressing. Um, um, Actually, it was Paul writing to Timothy. Uh, he says, yeah. um, in like manner also that the men, uh, the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with, propri- with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. So what, when he, what he's speaking to in the church is the reality of modesty within the context of the culture, right? Because what is it? What does he say in verse 8? I desire therefore men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. So mm-hmm. if, if we take verse 8 literal, like we take verse 9, then only men can pray with their hands lifted up. That's the only yeah. time you can pray. So we know that he's not saying that in the sense of an absolute continual command. He's giving instruction. He's given instruction and, and the principle. 
And the principle is in verse 10, what's proper for women professing godliness with good works? Like, for example, yeah. if, if a woman came into our church and had a, had a blouse on that showed um, her upper body in a, way that was, um, in a way that was attracting men to the, her upper body, we would ask one of the ladies in our church to go speak to her and say, do you realize that you're showing so much of your upper body um, that you're stumbling some of the guys around here? Um, right. And, and yet we wouldn't know exactly. I mean, we wouldn't know exactly what, we don't have a, uh, we don't have a, I wouldn't want a woman at the door to, to have a, a ruler and say, well, it's 10 inches or it's like, it's just obvious. It's an obvious yeah. thing depending on the situation. And, and so the, so when we come to the scriptures, we know that Paul is giving the principle. Um, and the principle is modest apparel with propriety and moderation, which is proper for women professing godliness uh, and, and good works. And, yeah. and, and so when we come to the Bible, we can, what you call overboard, I think we call legalism. Right. And, and it sounds like what you're describing is that you're, that, that the fellowship you're describing is a very legalistic fellowship, and they've drawn a line of, of something hyper-conservative. Yeah, it is super-conservative. Like, I've been told where wearing pants is a sin. And, I, you know, I love the Church because I feel the Holy Spirit, and I don't agree with everything, you know? Sure. But I, I love it because I, I feel like they're serious, you know, in the sense of, like, what they teach for sure but nothing like you know when it starts going to the outwards of course the outwards is something important but i feel like sometimes they just focus on that and it's easy to you do know? i think there's a little bit of legalism in all of us that god is continuing to draw out continuing to teach us of his grace and his mercy and his sufficiency and and so i would say that in relationship with your parents um, you want to approach this very carefully, uh, very prayerfully, but at the same time, ha- it, it's okay to have your convictions within the Bible and to have that discussion with your parents. How old are you? Twenty-two. Uh, so you're you're well you're you're well advanced in adulthood to be able to have this discussion while still honoring and respecting your parents. Right, and I've tried my whole life. It's just I feel like they're just so closed in and then when i try to talk i am not close to the lord i don't know you know i just you know they just say things like i'm not following the rules and and it just makes me question am i gonna go to like today i had a thought i do all this and am i gonna go to hell because of it no the answer is no (laughs) and i just think it's like silly you know i think it's silly that these things have to happen you know yeah, it, and it just it affects me because I've been having this um, this problem in my heart for a while now, and it's like I don't even know what to do. I don't know if I should go to another church. I don't know, you know. Well, if if you're not able to resolve these issues, it would be healthy for you to find a church that would not impose these legalistic restrictions upon you. That would be a healthy thing to do. Um, it, yeah. It, it would remove quite a bit of hindrances with you. It would remove a, quite a bit of difficulty that you have in wanting to express yourself in worship and adoration of God, but you're being limited by the legalism of the church. Now, there are a couple books in the Bible um, that speak of legalism in a broader sense. The book of Galatians. 
Yeah. And the book of Hebrews. And, you know, one of the promises of the book of Hebrews, because their legalism was a little bit different, it was, it was a group known as the Judaizers that were coming in, and, and praise God that, you're, uh, that your parents' church isn't doing this and saying, you know, if you want to be saved, you've got to be circumcised. <laughs> At least it's just closed. But, I mean, let, we, need, yeah. we do need to have a little laugh here, so I'm glad you did because yeah. it's a heavy topic. And, yeah. and, and, and we want to, we want to be able to worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. And, and quite frankly, it's very easy for us as leaders to, to make impositions of, on people that would hinder and, har- and harm them. Let me, let me give you an example here at Calvary. Okay. Here at Calvary, yeah. I ask our leadership to abstain from alcohol in leadership. Right. The Bible set doesn't make that prohibition. The Bible doesn't say that it's a sin to drink, and and I admit that, and I I would not want to say anything that the Bible doesn't say. So because I make that request of those that serve in leadership here on staff, um, I'm often accused of being legalistic uh, and saying, "Oh, Ed, what kind of what kind of church is that? Why would you prevent them from drinking alcohol? That's not even in the Bible." And and the the answer is, I'm not preventing anybody. I'm asking those that want to come on staff and want to receive of the tithes and offerings of our church to provide for their families, to willingly give up that freedom for the sake of the people that come to our church. And the real reason is, the real reason is that because of my background and where I've come from and the things that God has delivered me from, like drugs and alcohol, my testimony attracts a lot of people that are struggling with alcohol. Uh, That's where they're at. And the last thing they need to see or come to is, you know, a little, a little party, you know, me and Frank going down to Chili's after the radio show and pounding a couple of margaritas before we come back to church. And like, they don't need that. What they need is to see an example of deliverance. They don't need us talking theology, smoking cigars and having a cup of scotch. What they need for us, what they need to see is victory and, and power and willingly sacrificing our rights and privileges for the sake of their personal walk with the Lord. And and I don't, I don't place judgment on people that, that can drink or choose to drink. I, I mean, drunkenness is prohibited, no doubt about that. But I, but I, don't, I don't place any judgment on them. I, I respect their walk with the Lord, and, and I'm not, their life is not my life. But sometimes things can be, things can be talked about, um, can be said as legalism that really isn't legalism. And, and so it sounds like you've settled that with the congregation that you're a part of. And, uh, and so... Um, I would suggest that you find another place to worship and maybe do both. Like, like there's, there's probably for a while and see what the Lord does. You can go to a Saturday night service uh, and then you can go to the Sunday with your parents and, and just see, and you can tell them, you know, I just want to let you guys know I'm worshiping at this place on Saturday and, and I love you guys and I love this church and I know you guys love God. We're all going to be in heaven together, but the legalistic restrictions are really hurting me, mom and dad, and and I, w- I want to go to a church where there's more freedom to express myself. And I, I and mom, I just want you know I'm not going to hell because I'm wearing pants. And and just like sometimes you have to be that blunt. I don't know what kind of relationship you have, but but sometimes you have to be that gentle but that blunt and just say, look, I'm the the Bible doesn't teach that, mom. The Bible yeah. doesn't. I know when my I know when my wife was was sharing the gospel with her mom many, many times from a very strong Roman Catholic background. Um, yeah. w- one of the things that she would often do is say, Mom, this is what it says in the Bible. Mom, 
that doesn't that's not in the bible uh and 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 she just kept that was the constant refrain it wasn't my opinion it wasn't my church that's not in the bible that's not in the bible and she was, so your mom might take you to timothy and go what's well, right here in the bible but mom it says that men should pray everywhere and i see dad praying all the time without his hands lifted up yeah and let just let it sink in let it sink in and say mom if we're if you're going to do this you got to be consistent and okay. and and i i do respect you mom that modest this is how you define modesty but I don't think it's how the Bible defines modesty. And just, I know it's a hard, it's easy for us on the radio, but it's much harder when, you know, you're talking to your mom and, and it's a, it's a difficult and you just, the Lord's going to go before you. I was thinking this morning, if I, if I had, if I had the chance to do devos with our staff this morning, um, mm-hmm. I was going to share, um, someone else did, but I was going to share the Lord put on my heart, that scripture where Jesus told the disciples that when they're brought before the authorities, that they don't need to worry about what they're going to say because the Holy Spirit's going to give it to them right then and there, you know, in the moment. And I think that's yeah. true for you too. That's what God's going to do as you keep talking to your parents about this. Right. I just, you know, I've been there since I was born, and it's just such a such a leap of faith, such a big step to do, you know, because you're you're used to something, and then all of a sudden you want to change, and it's it's different, you know. And it's natural. I know, you know, I, I don't know, we don't need to talk about this, but, you know, being t- at 22, I don't know where you are in the scale of growth and maturity, but I can tell you this, this is a big step of growth and maturity for you. Right. And, and it's, it's a big independent decision that you're going to make while still maintaining relationship over these disagreements, you know, cause we're in a culture right now that doesn't know how to disagree. Um, we we aren't we can't disagree agreeably anymore. Now we have to just dis- now. And I'm, I don't I'm not going to speak for myself because this is not my heart. But I watch these people. I watch people even that have left our church that disagree, and then and they don't just disagree. They want to destroy, and that's just not the heart of the Lord. It's okay if we disagree. We don't we don't have to agree on everything, and and yet we should agree on the essentials and what God's doing in our lives. Yeah, I agree. Well, if you could pray for me, that would be awesome, you know. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Father, you know you know the, the complexities and difficulties of this. It's even more than a, a phone call and a radio program can cover. But I pray for Mary as she is growing into this young woman that you desire her to be. Uh, just, just thinking and listening to her, Lord, I'm so proud of her as she's processing this and praying over it and really seeking your wisdom and seeking what your word truly means in order to live out her faith. And I pray you'd protect her weak conscience, God, that just has these feelings, am I going to hell because I'm wearing pants? We know that's not your heart at all. Uh, and not you. It's not the voice of, of you, God, at all. And so would you protect her mind and just remind her of what it says in Romans chapter 8? Just keep that constant reminder, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ those that are called according to his purposes and and give Mary the wisdom and the courage to make this decision to you Lord while and I hope and I pray that her parents will respect her and still love her and honor her even over this disagreement uh, that that Lord we would just be able to major on what we agree on not just what we disagree in Jesus name amen amen Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Call back. Um, call back when you know in the next month or so, and let us know how it's going. Okay.
All right. Thanks. Okay, Mary. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Brittany is also in Colorado Springs. Brittany, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I have a prayer request and something like concern, kind of. Okay. That's after. Um, the prayer request is kind of inappropriate, but I've been hearing like a lot of teens, you know, and and like young kids, like getting like getting hormonal and all that, and they're starting to masturbate. And stuff. So, Brittany, basically, this is um, this is a family show, and so if you're listening to me on hold right now, do you have it, Frank? Okay, uh, let's go. We're going to move on to Michael on line three, and then Brittany will bring you back. Uh, Michael, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed of God. I can't. I'm so blessed. I can't stand it. Yeah, you're always blessed of God, Michael. Well, God takes care of me, no matter what the circumstances around me. That's right. He God does. always takes care of me. I know you always bring in encouragement when you call. What can I do for you, bro? Uh, earlier, when you started the show, you're asking a question: What has God done for you today? How has He yes, so far? I did. Well, um, I just want to say how my day went. Today, I got up this morning, I had time of prayer, and I met with my pastor this afternoon, and he gave me a, a reading assignment Sunday to read Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and I met with him about 2 o'clock this afternoon, sat down for coffee at Starbucks, and we went over, but I read and talked about some things, and it was just really a, a very good day. He's my, my pastor, my mentor. He's helping me to uh, deal with the things, the yes. dark rooms that I have. Yes. Praise God for that, As, man. And, oh, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a godly man, and he's my friend. So I just want to tell you, I had a very good day. And I have one question about Scripture. Maybe you can help me. Okay. Uh, I think it's the end of, uh, towards the end of Matthew 6 or beginning of Matthew 7. Okay. Matthew talks about uh, uh, giving holy things to dogs and throwing curls before swine. Yes. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, you know, Jesus is using uh, familiar metaphors to describe, uh, to have a conversation with this gal, uh, and he's kind of drawing out from her the kind of faith and commitment that he wants uh, from, from those that that follow him. Uh, and so let me just find it out here. I want to make sure I find it. Make sure. It's Matthew 7, verse 6. Do not give what is... Oh, okay, no, no. Do, are you talking about do not give what is holy to the dogs nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample yes, them under feet? That's what I'm talking about. Yep, sorry, I, I confused it with the, the woman that, that um, talked about crumbs. My mistake. So the idea is, you know, chapter 7, verse 1, he's talking about not being hypocritically judging, not being hypercritically judging, and a lot of people will go to chapter 7, verse 1, and say, hey, don't judge me, because the Bible says don't judge. But then verse 6, what does Jesus say to do? Make a judgment. Like he's giving you the balance that there are times when we need to make a judgment, and what's holy is the gospel, and to, to what... what is pearls and holy are the same and dogs and swine are the same and basically what he's saying is what he's saying is that be careful when you're giving out the gospel be careful 
that there's just a time, like he said in another place, Jesus told us, that if they don't receive you, just dust off your feet and move on. And, you know, don't give what is holy to the dogs. Uh, don't cast your pearls before swine, uh, that they might trample it underfoot and turn and tear you in pieces. You know, there's just a time when you, na- you need to make the judgment that no longer are you going to be sharing with that particular person. No longer are you going to be casting what's holy. You're going to move on. You're going to dust off your feet and move on to the next one. Michael, I put you on hold because there was some background noise, uh, but we're coming up on the break anyway. So thanks for calling, brother. Um, We're coming up on the break in our first half of the program. 303-690-3000 is the number. We uh, don't have any open lines. we got the brand new music. Uh, So we'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. Yes, we have a brand new intro, outro, intro, outro. So you're hearing it differently. You might be wondering, well, I wonder if the show's still on. It is. We just changed it up a little bit. Uh, Welcome to everyone on the East Coast. So glad you're joining us. Uh, Taking your calls here. The number works anywhere in the United States. Uh, Anywhere you can dial it. 303-690-3000. Text me at 720-336-0897. I'm going to get back to Brittany in a minute. Uh, Before we get to Brittany and before I get to a text question, I want to let you guys know tonight, tonight here at Calvary in Aurora, we have our last water baptism of the year. We anticipate uh, quite a few people stepping into the waters of obedience tonight. You are welcome to join us. If you've never been water baptized, tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, this is the what we believe the Bible teaches in believers' water baptism, not infant baptism. If you've been baptized as an infant, I believe the Bible teaches you should be baptized as a believer so many times people will ask, well, you know, I was baptized when I, when I was a child. And I didn't even know what I was doing. Should I? Um, should I? And the answer is yes, yes. Be water baptized. And we'll do it here tonight. We even added a third water baptism so that we, our baptism has been going to after 9, 9.30 in uh, some nights. So we, we're trying to our best to accommodate with the time that we have uh, to baptize everyone that wants to be baptized. Uh, so tonight... We'll be here. We're going to do things a little bit differently, testing some things. So just come on out. Be here at 7 o'clock. We'll probably be baptizing by 7.20 or so. Uh, And um, just come on out. Also, this Saturday, here at the church, we have our first annual Christmas craft fair. And we have like 25 uh, artisans that are going to be showing, uh, selling their thing, gifts, handmade crafts from 8 a.m. to noon. Coming out is free, so come. Uh, to our church, Calvary Aurora, Hampton and Tower for the Christmas Craft Fair. It's open to the public, uh, and that's this Saturday. And we, you are invited. We also have some things like Grief Share coming up, Surviving the Holidays on December 10th, Divorce Care. We have a men's session on December 5th and a women's session on Thursday the 7th. Uh, and information about this it can be found on the website or call us, 303 303- 628-7200 is our church number. All right, let's get back to Brittany. Brittany, welcome back from Colorado Springs. Hi. Let's go ahead and start over. How can I help you? Okay. Uh, 
I just want prayer for teens and children. They're growing up stage and help them know their boundaries. Okay. God will put on their hearts what's right to do, you know, yes. right thing to do. Yeah, you had mentioned some, some real difficult yeah. behaviors and, and some confusion, yeah. gender confusion, and we're seeing a lot of that uh, and at, a, yeah, and at younger sad. ages. 12-year-old, I'm like, what? <laughs> I like, it made me really sad. So I just, we, need, we need a lot of prayer on them. My goodness. Okay. And did you have a question, too? Uh, yeah, about, like, I don't even like saying the word, but, uh, okay. like, sometimes Christians say, like, magic stuff, like, so just it's like magic, oh, it's just, it's that of splendor, it's that of glorious, it's like, I don't understand why people, why Christians say that. Like, is it okay to say that? Yeah, I mean, the word magic doesn't mean really anything, it's just a word, it's just letters and noises oh. that we make that we agree on, but, you know, sometimes oh, okay. Christians... Christians are carrying over their language from the from their time before they were saved. Sometimes they're learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't misunderstand me. I believe witchcraft is real. I believe it's demonic. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it's I, abomination to God. Yeah, I, I believe like, the what? Bible. The Bible teaches yeah. that. But the idea of magic and or you know what we commonly refer to as magic usually is just sleight of hand and illusion. You know, it's somebody uh, playing a trick on your mind, like a card trick or something. Yeah. But but yeah, 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 there's a real part to that. I don't think. Christians should be messing around with witchcraft at all. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying the word, like, they're, like, saying that. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. Like, instead of saying splendor, just say splendor or glorious. I, they yeah, they that could. Like, well, sometimes Ouch. we... I know I had, to learn the, I had to learn a biblical language when I got saved. Like, I had yeah, such I a understand. foul mouth, and I didn't... Oh, me too. I didn't understand the... Bib, I didn't understand Bible words or anything. And so, I mean, there was even... Even as a new believer, I even cussed. Like I just, I had to, I had to get through and, and be cleansed. Uh, and I have to say, sometimes I'll say, a, I'll say a cuss word in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I've been saved. I don't know how many years, but there'll be times when I cuss in my mind. Like I'm like, where did, Oh, I don't want to say that. I, I, I just yeah, get so angry or I get so in the, and I'm like, Oh what Lord, I'm such a knucklehead. Like, do you use a word? Do you use the word of God? Do you use like a verse? To stop the cussing, or well, I just oh. I just catch it and I say, God, I'm so sorry. What did I mean? After I maybe I have to get through the anger a little bit, or I have to just process oh, it. Oh yeah, but anger. I just usually the Lord just puts such conviction upon me, and I uh, and and I'm just like, God, I'm so sorry. That's still in me. I, I admit to you that I'm I need you more today than I did the day I got saved. Like we don't need yeah. God any less uh, nope. because we're born again. But I have to say, you know, it's it it happens. Very rarely, but it definitely is nothing like it was. You know, I have so I have all those habits. I don't like it either. I mean, I don't want people listening. Go, oh, you know, Ed's just one of those cussing pastors. I'm not. I'm just saying. At times, the flesh is still there. You know, anger. Anger is the hardest. You get. That's why it says slow to speak and anger. No, don't um, sin in your anger. Right. Be angry and do not sin. Just forgive. Just forgive, forgive <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. Just rebuke that. No, not doing anger, because then he won't feel that cussing. It's hard. Well, let's pray. I know. <laughs> Lord, we just pray for these kids that are that are being growing up in a very, very uh, difficult season and of time, and um, you know they're being fed some just crazy messages. They're being told at a young age there's no God. Uh, they're being told yep. at a young age that they just came from monkeys and that the the world isn't accountable to a creator and then they grow up and and then anything goes the end justifies the means you can identify whichever way you want the 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 sexual revolution is is actually backfired 
on those that thought it would bring freedom. It's actually brought bondage. But the kids are the ones that suffer so much. Um, even as we were talking today, you know, divorce, adultery, fornication, it's, it's heartbreaking, God, and how it must break your heart. Father, would you just, would you, would you be with the kids? I, I have a few, you know, I, I'll name, I, I won't name them by name, Lord, but you know who they are um, that are right in this zone right now, a couple girls uh, that we've been praying for. Um, that's just just confused and hurting, and their parents have uh, just been walking a very long road with them. And I I know that you can intervene. Um, and it's not the only sins that that's jacking kids up, Lord. And I think of all the sins that jack me up, and you you delivered me, and you're still the God that delivers, and you're still the God that saves. And we commit these uh, this new generation to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, yeah. Brittany. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Liz calling from Denver. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, so I was witnessing to my neighbor, okay. and for the longest time, he's always, like, telling me, like, I invite him to church. Oh, no, I don't want to go. You know, I'm atheist, blah, 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 this and that. And I've been praying for him and this and that. And yesterday I went to go, you know, pick something up from him. He was, that he was going to deliver to me and just knocked on the door. And next thing you know, we had a three-hour conversation of him asking questions and asking questions and asking questions. And there was one question that kind of stumped me. And I didn't know how to answer it. So, you know, if I come across it again... I, I want to be prepared. I want to be able to give him the gospel of God correctly and give him, you know, exactly the way, you know, God wants me to say it. Yes. The question was, is if God is all-knowing, then, and he knew that Lucifer was going to do what he was going to do, why did he create him in the first place if I... he already knew that? Well, let's think about that question for a minute. The fact that God has foreknowledge is not the same as God making Satan rebel. So in light of God's creative purposes, because Lucifer uh, had what was a, a beautiful angel in the presence of God and fulfilled his purpose as a beautiful angel before his rebellion, um, just because he rebelled doesn't mean that God's original intent changed. For example, um, if, if I told you that you could enjoy, I don't know, a brand new car for four years, and then on four years and one day, you're going to have to give it back. Would you take that car knowing in four years you'd have to give it back? No. I would. Why wouldn't I enjoy it for four years? It's better than enjoying it for zero years. Yeah. So your, no, your foreknowledge that you're going to lose it one day after four years doesn't change your perspective of enjoying it for the four years it was there. Your foreknowledge doesn't change the original purpose of the car to get you from point to A to point B, even though you know it has a short time frame. Um, and God's, God's sovereignty, God's foreknowledge doesn't change his original intent or his purposes. Like, like for example, if I wanted to help you with getting to work, and I said, you can use my car for four years, um, and, and you took it, and then you crashed it on four years in one day, it doesn't change the fact that I wanted to bless you for four years. 
Okay. So number one, right. that helps. you know, number two, the original intent of God creating Satan was to enjoy, for, for, for Lucifer to enjoy fellowship and worship as an angel before God. And in his pride, he rebelled against God, but it doesn't change the whole purposes of why God created him. Because there was no other creature that he had created like him. Right. Correct. Okay. I mean, he did create right, other angels, sense. but Lucifer was unique. Um, yeah, very unique. And I think at the at the very at the very outset of this question too, when we ask why questions of the Bible, the Bible doesn't always answer the because God's ways are not our ways. So there might even be a depth of this answer that we don't know anything about. But the idea that just because God knows something uh, and and allows what I believe the Bible teaches is that while men, you and I, have multiple opportunities at at a free will decision, it looks like the angels only had one shot. Mm-hmm. And once they made that de- the once they made that decision, that was it. No turning back. They had one shot at it, and and so okay. we have you know we have the um, <clears throat> we have the privilege of of knowing that God took care. Of, God God's given us more than one opportunity to choose. Of grace. Okay. All right. But but Go here's ahead. here's what you do when now that's kind of the big picture. It's not a it's not a real thorough answer, but it's a big picture answer. But here's what you do with a with a question like that. You turn it around and say, in some way, depending on what kind of relationship you have with the person, uh, you say, you know, that's a good question about Lucifer. But let's ask a more personal question. With God knowing where you are today, why do you think He created you? Mm-hmm. And allow well, I that kind of. I kind of did say something like that, and oh, I said God created all of us. I said with the with love, and that includes His angels. I said the only thing that I can tell you, I said, is that God loves you so much, and He is literally He's calling you. He's calling you, and He is at the edge of His seat, anxiously waiting to have a relationship with you. I said, and He loves you so much. He's not going to force you to do that, but He's presenting Himself to you. In love. I said he loved you so much, he came down, he turned into a man, he died for you on the cross, to where no other man was willing to do that. Nobody. I said he did, and he's still waiting for you, and he will continue to wait for you. I said, but it's not forever. Amen. I mean, you handled that very well. Good for you. And I got the feeling, like I got the feeling that... um, because he mentioned that his brother had been in jail before and, you know, came back completely changed man. He says, you know, I don't knock Christianity or whatever. I don't knock it um, because, you know, it, it helped my brother completely changed him. And I said, exactly. I said, because, because being a Christian, I said, isn't the same as having a relationship. I said, I'm not a religious person. I have a relationship with the Father, the Creator, the one and only true God. Mm-hmm. I said, does that mean I'm better than you? No. It just means that I have chosen to follow God. That's the difference. Uh-huh. That's a good... Uh, you you have, uh, you have really answered that well. So, I would say just, you know, he's... I can tell, I can tell that God is pursuing this man... And not only am I praying for him, his brother's praying for him, other people are praying for him. Because as, as far as one side, 
one side of his mouth he would say, I'm an atheist, but then he, during the whole night, the conversation, he would say, well, God could do anything, right? He's all-powerful. And I said, exactly. Yes, right. he is. I'm in agreement with you. Yes. And so, you know, I kept, you know, bringing the whole, you know, any to agree. <laughs> so I was like, yes, you're right. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Yes, God is all-powerful. He can do whatever. Good answer. Keep it up. You're doing great. So, so just keep him in your prayers. His name is Ben, you know, and Let's he's do that. a younger, younger man, you know, but God, right. God is definitely pursuing him. Father, we just pray for Ben right now, and uh, thank you for the seeds that have been planted. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always thankful, God, that um, your word says that some people plant and others water, but you're the one that gives the increase. And, yes, and I'm thankful for my sister, Lord, as you continue to lose Liz in, in incredible ways, God. You're growing her and maturing her, and, and how she handled this question and giving the answer. Um, it's just so good. I pray it encourages others to step out in faith and go ahead and allow the hard questions to be asked and to be open and ready. We may not have every single answer. We may not know how, but what we can offer God, just like the little boy that brought the fish and the, the loaves to you, Jesus, you could take what little we have and multiply it. And so thank you, God, for Liz's testimony, and we pray for Ben that one day we'll get a call back and hear of his transformation, his complete change, uh, being born again of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And just real quick, um, if we can also, you know, because I went to your church a couple weeks ago on the Wednesday, and I um, was listening to Pastor Ian's testimony and stuff, you know, we can just pray for Pastor Ian, his family, the worship team, you know, everybody up there. Like, mm, they yeah. are a huge encouragement and yeah. huge, you know, hugely, very greatly being used of God, you know. And I just want to encourage Pastor Ian. I love listening to him. He, he's a great encouragement, you know, to me. Father, we do pray for Ian, even as he's yes. coming back from, uh, from his vacation time and is visiting with his parents. Lord, he just comes from a godly heritage, and, and I know he and Katie have been wrestling, and he invited us into his life by sharing that, um, of their great loss, and just the pain, and, and yet, Lord, even in the pain, you birthed a song, and you birthed a, um, a, a, a song glorifying you, Lord, and, and we pray that you would open wombs, Lord, that, that have been closed, or you would comfort those that have lost a baby, and um, lost a child, lost a loved one, and, and just knowing, God, that those that are serving uh, not only in pastoral ministry, but just in ministry in general, whether they yeah. work at a church or they volunteer, they're just in the front lines, uh, constantly have a target on our backs. And, and, and you, Lord, we know that and we embrace that, but it can get tired, tiring and, and weary at times. And we just pray for your strength. Your word says, don't grow weary in well-doing, knowing in due season you shall reap if you don't lose heart. And so we just pray that yeah. over Pastor Ian Amen. and those that are listening pastors in the Baptist Church and the Foursquare Church and the Nazarene Church and, you know, all over, all over those yes. men and women that are serving you faithfully, Lord. Pour your spirit out upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen, brother. Thanks. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, we got an interesting text here that I hope this person will call in that says, the Spirit of God is fresh. So disappointed to hear Grace FM becoming so commercialized, trying to sell the gospel. It's shame, uh, let's see, it's shameful and a big turnoff. Been listening to this station f for almost five years, trying to make an ad out of 
God of someone's pain or praise, it's so ungodly. Uh, marketing God or yourself, but I know the answer to that. So I would disagree with you. Um, you know, basically, Frank and I oversee the station, and um, I'm answering to a board of elders here, and I'd be real curious what you're hearing um, and what you're referring to. I'm going to text you back on this as well, um, but um, I mean, I'm my, my conscience is clear before the Lord, so I'm, I, I, a text isn't really helping me uh, commercializing uh, the gospel and marketing God or yourself. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say, and if if you ever were interested in comparing like um, comparing a, our our radio station's budget to like K-Love or to another station or to one of the commercialized stations, um, it would be very interesting to see. So call me. Let's talk about it. It's better to talk than to text. Um, we'll, there's a line open right now, so call me. 303-690-3000. Let's talk about it. And, and maybe there's uh, an observation that you've made that's valid. Uh, maybe there's something that, a mistake that we've made um, that you have picked up on that we must have missed. Um, but um, it's not helpful uh, to it's not helpful to us on on how on what you mean. You know, it could be some of the things you know the the artisans, the craft fair uh, that we're having here at the church. Maybe you're referring to that um, that that's free to open to the public, and it's giving an opportunity for Christians to uh, give their wares uh, to to those that are buying Christmas presents. Uh, maybe grief share, although those are free. Um, I went to this last year uh, myself. It was very helpful. Uh, and the volunteers that run that here at the church are stellar. Maybe it's the divorce care. Um, that's free um, to the men and the women, and the volunteers that do that are stellar. So I really don't know what you're referring to, um, but we would love to hear it. Uh, maybe Christy has some input that, that she's picked up on. Christy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. I Hi. just needed to call in. That text was so um, frustrating for me because my husband works strange shifts, and we can't always go to church together. And yes. the way our relationship works, we really feel that it's important to do, to kind of be solidified in those things. And so when we can't go to church, you know, I can still pray and I can still listen online, but Grace FM has been like our church. And you have an ad sometimes for Christian insurance, um, yeah, and that yeah. is sure. lovely uh -huh. to us. We we want things like this. We want to know that people who love the Lord ha have services to offer us. There's countless, you know, industry in the world, and some people are in it for themselves, and some people are in it for the money, but some people have a good Christian heart, and they're earning a living, and they offer a service to other Christians, and how would we know if it weren't for particular ads on your station, and if people didn't advertise, how how could you afford your station in all cases? And so and, I just want to say, you know, sometimes we can't tithe when we go, don't go to church, and so we sure. will make a tithe to Grace FM. It's so important to me that this station is available, and whatever you need to do, and whomever supports you, I think is tremendous and beautiful and absolutely of God. So I disagree with the text message as well. Well, thanks. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm open to this person. Like, they even text back. They're not going to call in, but they just text back and said, just Grace FM. Um, but, you know, I'm open to dialogue because, you know, we do have bills. Um, you know, it's not free. And uh, the, 
the ministry. So I don't want to be defensive. I want to dialogue because maybe there's some kind of input that that the Lord would um, that, that the Lord could use. But you know, we have a clean conscience, and and the Lord knows what He's doing. And the station's good. I love the station. I can't tell you how many times I've jumped into my car and I, I, I did the radio comes on, and whoever's teaching, like the Lord just uses that the word to shoot right to my heart. And I, I was recently, I just turned to another station in town for Christmas music because um, ours doesn't start till January, but we're teaching all day anyway. But anyway, I was listening to Christmas music and I'm telling you, uh, it doesn't edify like the Word of God does. <laughs> Absolutely, it doesn't. I In the morning, on my way to work, very early in the morning, before the sun comes up, I listen to the sermons and on my lunch hour and when I come home. And I, I am a Christian and I love the Lord and I'm, yeah. I'm not just fully in Christian music. You know, I, I, I have a life outside of my Christian faith. I mean, I don't want to say outside of it, but I'm sure, saying sure. this isn't all for me, but it is so right. important for me. And although I guess I don't want to have a defensive heart, I feel like there is media all over the world. It's, it's worldwide. It's, what, it's right. what our world has come to, is advertising what people have to offer and to know that there are Christian organizations and companies and services that want to serve Christians. And, and or, true. you know, just just people. They want to serve people. Maybe it isn't always Christians listening to Grace FM. Maybe it's it just isn't. curious people. Mm-hmm. And a good service is a good service, and a good heart is a good heart. And if we can combine both into a good word, <laughs> I think it is a tremendous blessing that yes. we have. And, and I do too. And here's someone else. This is a great topic. We might make this the topic of the show. Someone else text in. Uh, maybe it's because it's Calvary Chapel only teachers. There are teachers in all areas. And and yeah, we're very um, we're very careful with uh, the teachers we put on the, on the air because this is a church radio station. Like it's not a business. The church mm-hmm. owns this station, and so we're very careful on on who we put on the station. And and we're also non-commercial. So the that what you hear that's being aired are just what you said. They're businesses that um, get a donor acknowledgement to say thank you guys uh, for supporting Christian radio. And and here's a business that that you can trust. So this is cool. I, I I think this is a great dialogue because the 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 reality is is that we can always improve. And and we're here we're here to bless the city. We're we're just a little church on the corner in Aurora that the Lord would use to bless the city. And we can't do everything, um, but we can do something. And I believe this is what God's called us to do. So thanks for your call. Thank you, Pastor. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll lead off, because I know it'll be good for Hope FM, uh, which is also a church-run station uh, on the East Coast. Uh, and, you know, the the reality of of running a, a, and overseeing a radio station, I mean, if, 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 if you knew the weight that Frank carries on his shoulders— and the precious volunteers that come in and serve, and the people putting all, like if you knew the, the, I mean, I don't need to, I, I, even just sharing these things kind of make it sound like it's all defensive. It's just the facts. But I'd love to talk, and we're out of time for the show today, but I'd rather talk about it, because then we can dialogue. Texting doesn't really help. Um, you know, it's, um, it doesn't really help because we can't dialogue. And, and if we've made a mistake or there's something we can improve on, I mean, that's the heart of the Lord. The heart of the Lord is for us to be uh, stationed. But, but again, we are who we are. And it's okay to be who you are. Uh, it's okay to, to fulfill the call of God upon your life, even though other people may disagree with the call of God on your life. Um, you know, the, 
the, the, that's why there's a diversity of churches because there's a diversity of people and that's why there's a diversity you know there's another great station um, there's a, another great station in town KRKS uh, we also have our Bible studies on there uh, and uh, they have a lot of different teachers on there and, and uh, I'm very good friends with the management there and um, you know th- there's also this piece of commercialization is is like that that implies making a profit and this is not a profit station and uh, and uh, the good news is, is that even those that get to uh, share their concerns like this are listening to the station for free. And it's our privilege to make it available to you for free, even if you don't like it. And even if you don't agree with us, it's okay. Uh, the Lord is glorified. And uh, the Lord is getting the glory from these wonderful Bible teachers um, who are friends of mine uh, and... One of the reasons, too, uh, that we have mostly Calvary Chapel guys on uh, is because uh, Calvary Chapels are still teaching verse-by-verse expository, uh, and we're open to the spiritual gifts, and uh, we're not Calvinists. And uh, it's just a beautiful freedom and dynamic there uh, in that you can just trust the teachers that you have and the music that you have. So love it. I hope this is tomorrow's topic. It's so encouraging uh, to learn and to grow uh, and there are many Calvaries in the area, uh, churches you can trust. Go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, and there's a recommended church list there. Go for it. God bless you guys. Have a great evening. Come out, Bible study, I mean, uh, baptism tonight. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.